wanted to share something near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk about the transformative power of beauty. And this is not a message I've heard anywhere. This is a message that the Lord really released. Now, I'm assuming other people are getting uh, similar downloads because I'm not arrogant enough to think, well, I, I got the lock on it. Um, and um, uh, it's been something that's been resonating a long time. And, and this had come to me uh, when I was in the airport. Uh, I was in a six middle of a six-hour layover. I'd just come from a speaking engagement, so I had sort of given out. I was tired. I was cranky. Um, I, I'd gotten wet. I'd gotten in the rain for some... I don't know how that happened, but I was like a wet rat, and I was not feeling beautiful or tracking with any beauty. <laughs> and so I was going to kind of camp out and figure out what I was going to do. And the Lord just, uh, just said, he said, Catherine, I'm redeeming. I'm redeeming beauty. It's like, oh, and I sat down and started writing and, and he just downloaded uh, a whole uh, thing that he's doing that's sweeping and gorgeous um, and, uh, and, uh, I'm in the middle of, of, of writing a book on it. So it'll be amazing. Redeeming beauty. You'll want to get a copy. It's going to take a bit to get out, but I wanted to share some of the sweeping, inspiring things that he has been laying on my heart because this whole concept of beauty, we've made it about, you know, makeup or, you know, something, um, which is okay. I mean, have fun with your makeup, but, um, it is, it is an intrinsic attribute of God. Beauty inspires. We're drawn to the beautiful. To a human being, we're drawn to the beautiful and we can't really help ourselves. And it's because we're drawn, uh, intrinsically to God and we're drawn intrinsically to our, our best selves, our greatest selves. And, and God is love and love is lovely. Okay. That's who he is. That's an intrinsic part of his nature. Uh, it carries inspiration. And, and the whole concept of inspiration is from uh, the Greek word inspiritus. And in the whole idea of that is being breathed into, which is Holy Spirit, which is God. And so beauty connects us with the transcendent. Beauty connects us with the, um, with eternity, right? If God has placed eternity in our hearts, uh, then God, that then tracking with beauty helps us connect with the eternal. And we were made for it. This is why, um, we're drawn to go to beautiful places to be re to rest and restore, right? You don't go to like, wow, I want to go. I, I, I'm really feeling drained. I'm really feeling exhausted. I need to be replenished. So I'm going to go in the middle of a dump site. No, you go to beautiful places and, and then you write reviews. Yeah, the scenes were amazing or the whatever. You've got to go there or all of that. We're just drawn to it and we're drawn to pristine beauty. Um, and so it carries the, um, the idea of, um, of, of, uh, restoration. It carries the idea of inspiration, um, and healing. Uh, and so we're drawn to God really in that. And so God as love, who is lovely, 
is doing this incredible work and redeeming all things to himself, redeeming the beautiful. But I wanted to bring out this uh, concept of uh, God as love as this, um, uh, the highest thing that's drawing us together. First Corinthians fourth, um, from, uh, 13, um, so I'm going to read verse seven. It says, love bears up under anything and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes uh, obsolete. And so faith, hope, and love abide, or other translations say remain. I'm going to skip down in this verse. Um, but the greatest of these is love. And so if these are the final things, you don't you don't find anything bigger or more transcendent than love because God is love, right? And so with that, uh, loveliness, beauty is intrinsic to who he is and it's chock full of explosive power. So let's go to Hebrews 1, 3, and this is from the Passion Translation. So this links, uh, the idea of power and beauty in such a thrilling way. Okay, get ready. This is so good. You're gonna love this. Okay. Uh, verse three. Um, it says the sun is, whoop, there we go. Uh, the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. <clears throat> the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sins and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. I want you to hear the, this, this verbiage, dazzling radiance. The whole concept of, of, of glory is from the word doxa uh, in the Greek, and it carries this idea of transcendent beauty, dazzling splendor, radiance, um, majesty, majestic, right? Um, uh, I want to uh, continue in Colossians 2.10, the Passion Translation. And this brings out our reflection um, of Christ in the fullness of beauty and power. So this is verse um, verse 9, uh, 2 Corinthians 2.9. Uh, and 10, for he is the complete fullness of the deity living in human form. This is referring to, to Christ. Okay. And our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. So if, if we're complete in him, if our completeness is found in him, everything he is, we have in our flavor, right? And it's overflowing. So that includes this dazzling radiance of God's splendor. That is you. That is you, the flavor of God in you, uh, being expressed through you in your flavor, right? Um, and then there's this incredible authority. Now, I understand you're not God, so we're not confused. Neither am I. But we are little G gods. We look just like our father. Of course we do. So which means we carry this beauty and this power and this authority, you know, power in the New Testament. Um, it carries the concept of just raw, um, uh, explosive might. And then also the concept of authority. And we carry 
both, right? He lives in his, in us. Um, uh, it is his power that purifies and transfigures as the beautiful, breathtaking church and bride. That's you being conformed into the image of Christ, the beautiful one, the altogether lovely one. Let's go to Jude 24 through 25. It says to him, he was able to keep you from stumbling and present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. This is what he's doing. It's like, look, wow, this is my son. This is my daughter. This is my bride, right? This is my friend. Papa, look at your kids, right? Uh, the firstborn with a race of children that look just like the firstborn son, right? In our flavor, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages and forevermore. So we have this concept again of glory and majesty. This is the beautiful. This is the transformative. This is uh, the transcendent. This is the eternal. This is where we're heading. This is what God is doing. Yeah, I know there's ugly, 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 ugly. There's hell, sin, and death. There is people with holy agendas. Um, there's all sorts of mess. Yes, we live in the world, but we're not of the world. You are of Christ. You are of the altogether beautiful one. So the most powerful thing in the universe is transforming us. Now, you know, it's interesting because the first two attributes of love that never fails, who never fails, our patience and kindness. And so in the places where we're being transformed or transfigured into his image, uh, he is patient and kind, right? So he's not like, oh my, myself, you know, when are they ever going to get it, right? He's not mad at you. He's not um, uh, frustrated with you. He's not beating his head against the wall. Now we are, <laughs> Because he understands the end game. He sees you in the end from the beginning. And, and the beginning actually, yeah, the original design is this glorious, without spot or blemish, in union with Christ before him, in love without spot or blemish. That is who you are. That is how he created you. That happened. You were marked by love before you were marred by anything else. So that is your original design and he's bringing you back to original design. And that is his job in Romans 8. We're going to talk more about that. Um, uh, but let's talk about, um, you know, uh, being transformed or being transfigured, right? That's what he's doing, Holy Spirit. So by encountering Christ as he is, we're literally being transfigured from glory to glory. Let's go to 2 Corinthians three sixteen through 18. It says, but the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil, and the veil in this context is talking about the old covenant, about uh, what we have to do to become righteous, like that's going to work. It does not. Um, uh, but it's more about what he's done instead of what we are doing. Okay. But turning to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see, but this veil, a lot of times, um, uh, the veil too in our hearts is like how we see God, how we see ourselves. We are veiled. We are blind. John one, right? Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit and wherever the Lord is, there is freedom. So this is leading you into freedom, right? Leading you into the freedom to be who you were created 
from the foundation of the world and then transforming the seen realm because a son and daughter of God has manifested. It said we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces and with no veil we become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory. Doxa! Again, this beauty of of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured uh, into his very image as we move from one brighter degree of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Okay. So this is what Holy Spirit's doing. Now, let me just ask you a real quick quiz. Um, how good is God at his job? Because a lot of times we're like, yeah, but you don't know. And, you know, I just watched porn last night and I did this horrible thing. And yeah, I mean, that's true. And that's not who you are. Um, You know, I lied. I cheated. I whatever. We do horrible things as human beings. Okay, we do. And you have to. And so have I. So let's, you know. That's a level playing ground. Um, and, and let's not pick each other apart. Like, well, my sin's less than your sin. You know, that's crap. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, yeah, but this is God's job. See, the more we're looking unto Jesus, remember, the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart. So in the place of your ugly, most shameful, vile behavior, thoughts, murderous, jealous, bitter, you know, the ugly, ugly, right? Um, uh, all of that, um, perverted, all of that. But when we turn to the Lord, um, that's when these veils are lifted. That's when the freedom comes. And that is Holy Spirit's job. He's masterful at redeeming beauty. Okay, so let's go to Romans 12, 2. This is a passion translation. So this is all about mind renewal, right? So it says, uh, uh, verse 2, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed. Same same word, metamorphuo, I know I said that wrong, as transfigured by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how we think. We need an overhaul right? This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. How many of us made this about like, you know, like stopping the bad habits, the bad sin, like we're getting right. Well, yeah, we are, but sin is in a false identity. We don't see ourselves rightly. We should see ourselves ugly, right? We see others ugly. And out of that mistaken identity, because we see God as angry, whatever, we feel disconnected. So we don't look like him. So we're fallen, vile creatures. What the heck is that? So um, as we do that, we sin. You know, God's not going to be there for, I got to get it myself. I got to steal it. I got to rape it. I got to do, you know, whatever. You know, we get crazy, right? Um, But this is about uh, discerning God's will as we live a beautiful life. Yay! Satisfying and perfect in his uh, eyes. So we're getting our hearts and minds around original design. Okay. Now, with that, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the Mirror Bible, that is an amazing work being done by Francois Dutrois. Um, and he has this incredible revelation about original design and being mirrors of God. So let's uh, go to Romans 8, 
uh, 28 through 29. It's, uh, he pre-designed and engineered us from the start to be fashioned in the same mold and image of his son, according to the exact blueprint of his thought. We see the original and intended pattern of our lives preserved in his son. He is the firstborn from the same womb that reveals our Genesis. Is that amazing? Uh, he confirms that we are the invention of God. Jesus reveals that we uh, pre-existed in God that, and he defined us. He rendered us innocent and adorned us with splendor and esteem. All this beauty, beauty, beauty image. You see, God is about the concept of conforming us into the image, but this is not, uh, this is not taking us from something we're not to something we are. It's taking us out of something we aren't into who we really are and who we really have been. You know, uh, uh, the word of God talks about the union that was established before the foundation of the world. We were united with Christ, chosen, united before him in love. These are his kids. And so he's not going to leave you alone. He's going to redeem you. But not only that... Okay, not only does he redeem you, and this is not like yucky, yucky, poo-poo, get the sin off because you're so yucky. No, this is about, wow, getting, um, uh, because you're so beautiful and valuable and breathtaking, he will not leave you alone. He will not leave you alone to be less than who you truly are. This is about being conformed into the image and God is relentless. God is love and he's relentless at, at, at causing you to be unveiled for who you really are. And with that, creation is released from its bondage. See, this is how God is redeeming beauty. He redeems us, his sons and daughters, and then we partner with him in the purposes that he prepared for us before the foundation of the world to redeem a fallen creation that was designed to be beautiful. You know, creation is in bondage because creation was uglified and now creation gets beautified and it gets to be released from its bondage, not only every single person as creation, but the created realm gets to be redeemed and restored. And because love never fails, it is breathtaking. It is sweeping. It is beautiful. And God will have nothing less for every single one of his kids. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Um, there is so, oh my goodness, there was so much. This book is taking me a while. Uh, you know, others have just kind of burped out, but this one is not a burp. Um, and, and when I say burped out, it, it came together really quickly. Um, but this is just continuing revelation. So I'm just following the Lord and writing it because, um, it's, it's, it's a holy thing. It's a beautiful thing. And it's a sweeping, transformative thing. And so, you know, we just let the Lord let it be whatever it's supposed to be, how it's supposed to be. But I am so excited with this revelation and there's so much more and it keeps on coming. Anyway, I hope, uh, that 
It will sit with you and you can meditate it on it. Oh my goodness, be encouraged, be inspired. The altogether beautiful one is making all things new, is making all things beautiful again in its time. And yes, it's about time. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.